Broadcasting from inside the power band, this is The Blah. In this episode, everybody dies. And welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen and children. This week we're going to be talking about something very near and dear to everybody's heart, the Marvel MCU movies. Please say hello to my super kind friends, Ben and Chad. Yo, guys. Hey, everyone. Quick disclaimer for the folks at home. We just want to let everybody know that there are no Avengers Infinity War Endgame, or what the hell is it called? Just Avengers Endgame? Endgame. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That could be funny. (laughs) I'm leaving that in. Okay, just just a quick disclaimer for the folks at home. We wanted to let everybody know that there are no Avengers Endgame spoilers. That's no Avengers Endgame spoilers in this episode. We are merely ranking the films that lead up to Avengers Endgame, which is currently sold out at every theater in the universe, so you're not going to be able to see it anyway. That's it. Back to the show. So, yeah, I, I've seen the film, but my notes are based on before I saw the film, so I'm just going to roll with that. I don't believe you, man. I think you're biased. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's lying. <laughs> It's totally lying. It's okay, though. It's okay. So this is a difficult task that we have ahead of us, lads, ranking the Marvel films. Uh, folks, for the folks at home, we have spent weeks poring over this list, watching <laughs> the films, trying to get them sorted out, and it was a very difficult task, and we have finished. Bedraggled, but we are still standing. And undaunted. So um, I'm going to throw it over to Chad first. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of quickly chat about the overall universe. Like, I just... Let's do that. I think it's... One of the things that really jumped out at me was how it's the first time in... Well, as far as I'm aware, the first time in movie history where 20 movies have been... 20 20 plus movies have been threaded together into kind of one arc. And it's pretty impressive that uh, they were able to hold the threads together, generally speaking, and... Um. Yeah, it just made movie history. So I just thought that was pretty awesome. I was just curious, kind of, what your thoughts of the overall thing were. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's a monumental task. Um, and like they've achieved it. You know, like they did a really good job of it too, man. And they managed to sort of please everybody, which is really hard to do, and make great superhero movies that were sometimes too funny i i like the humor but sometimes i get annoyed with it you know like sometimes i just want like a serious superhero movie like batman begins you know where there's really no humor you know but i really applaud what they've done they've really done a great job of making superheroes jump off the comic book page and onto the screen and make them look cool and feel cool and feel like they did in the comic books. So I'm going to disagree with Kev and say that I quite enjoy the comedy in these movies. Um, as corny as it can be sometimes, I think it's a really good kind of a corny. If that makes any sense. Um, and and that's that's actually sort of how I, um, even though I, I didn't actually do my homework, uh, that was how I initially started ranking my movies. Just for the people listening, uh, this episode is Marvel Movies Ranked, and I picked my top ten. <laughs> And then just tried to throw the rest together in the green room. So I thought it'd be interesting. But uh, <laughs> he did it in the car on the way over to the studio, folks. 
<laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm going to agree with uh, both of you. The the fact that they were able to thread all of it together, and and the, and the fact that like I didn't kind of see it coming at first. I mean, I kind of figured like I'm like I kind of hoped they were going to do like an Avengers movie, but I didn't know. I remember not knowing for sure if that was going to happen until they started like hinting at it. You know, so yeah, like the post credits stuff. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's it pretty cool. Pretty cool. I mentioned, I think, I don't know which episode it was, probably Captain Marvel, about how hard it would be to make a comic into a movie versus making a book into a movie. And based on that comment, like it seems like this is the the attempt to do it. And it's completely different than any other movie series that I've experienced. And the fact that they were willing to go 20 movies deep with it is pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, it's really awesome, man. And the fact that like Thanos is a multi... Um, a multi-movie villain. Like one of the things that drives me so crazy about comic book movies historically is that like they'll introduce this amazing villain and then an hour later he's dead. And you're just like, well, I would have enjoyed like a two or three movie arc with this, with that person, you know, like it just seems like such a waste of, of villains to kill him off every, every movie. I get why they kind of need to do it, but it's like, come on. Like the dark Knight or the entire Batman series could have had two villains over three movies instead of three villains. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as far as the uh, 21 movies go, we can barely talk about one movie in a show. So, like, <laughs> it seems like um, going with a bottom 10 versus top 10, give or take a, a movie or two, is potentially a way to split them up. Like, when I was watching them, I kind of ended up in a, in a place where around about half of the movies were what I, w- what I would call good movies, and the other half were either, like, borderline good movies or, like, there were a handful of really kind of crappy ones. I mean... In my opinion, there's a couple of crappy ones, but I, I had a hard time once I got to the middle, like the the top, excuse me, the top of the bottom ten and the the bottom of the top ten. It's like they're they're all movies that I liked. You know, it's hard to to say like which ones are like better than not. You know what I mean? Better than others. I guess I guess it, I just did it like when I did my list, and I was saying, you know, if you do it quick, it's almost better because you don't have time to overthink it. Um, I just I just went with the ones that I liked the most that resonated the most, you know. Well, that's kind of good that you because I I did end up going more like as a movie and the plot of this. So the fact that we have a different a, a way that we approach it is probably going to be pretty interesting talking about it. What about you, Benny? I mean, I know that you've spent most of your time on the top ten, but how do you think about the bottom ten? Um, I, I would the way it works in my mind is there would be like one and then a you know the next one would be like one with a decimal point and the next one would be like one with you no know, um and then so for there would be like I don't know nineteen of them <laughs> and then like the last three would be like two you know yeah shit yeah. <laughs> so what's the what's the worst movie we were talking in the green room earlier and and Thor Dark World definitely number twenty one yeah I have to agree like I almost knew that I almost knew that faster than I knew what number one was yeah right <laughs> I ended up watching a few of these my kid was sick uh over a period of like 10 days so i had plenty of time to kind of like watch some of these movies and i ended up watching like dark world again for the first time in years i just kind of forgot about it and um previously like i had thought iron man 2 was at the bottom of my list but it turns out like it's quite a bit higher up and thor dark world is definitely the worst one i think it's a piece of shit wow i don't think it's a piece of shit but it's like it's not great yeah, I, I, no, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> it, it didn't strike me as memorable. Like I've watched it several times because I'm like, was I spacing out in the middle of it or something? And every time I watch it, I'm like, uh, it's like I don't know. Maybe I am spacing out in the middle of it because it's just not holding my attention. <laughs> well, it's like you said in the Star Wars movie or whatever, you fell asleep in the original trilogy. Like 
it's an indicator that it's probably not a good movie yeah, there you go. In in watching it again, the best part the best part about this movie was the uh, remake cameo scene in Ragnarok where they like remade the end of the movie with Matt Damon as as Loki and the dude from Jurassic Park. Like you know, you know a movie's bad when the only good part of it is in another movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I forgot about that little play with uh, yeah with uh, Matt Damon and Sam Neill. <laughs> wait, 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 what? Like Loki's pretending to be King Odin and like lying there eating grapes and they're reenacting the end of th- of the Dark World. Oh, 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 right, right. So they were making fun of Dark World in that. Yes, right, 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 right. All right, I'm with you. Sorry, I thought you were saying something else. Yeah, I got you. No, that's cool. Uh, as far as uh, I had a couple of notes on Dark World, not that we need to go through every single movie, but I think talking a little bit about the worst one would make a bit of sense. Yeah, all right, go for it. I'm, I'm with that. For me, like it did... It didn't push the story forward in any meaningful way for Thor, and I thought that it was a shitty send-off of Natalie Portman, and it turns out there was like a little bit of history there where they were going to get um, Patty Jenkins from Wonder Woman to direct it, and then they ended up booting her out of the movie and rewriting the whole thing. And so Patty Jenkins had kind of like a Romeo and Juliet style, like Thor's not allowed to go and see Natalie Portman as a human because she's a human and blah, 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 and like the movie was kind of like hit Thor being like fuck off and going and trying to establish a relationship and and kind of all that kind of stuff and it could have been an interesting you know operatic take because like Thor is such an operatic style of you know movies and stuff but it and instead they made this shitty movie about dark elves and I just feel like it was a really big missed opportunity yeah I agree with you and it did, did it do anything to push the infinity story forward I can't remember wasn't the dark elf not that I can recall, really, other than having the Ether Infinity Stone, but you could have just written that in any which way, you know? It was just like a fucking Lord of the Rings movie. It's like, and then the elves came, and we were sad, and we killed them, and it's like, fucking cool. And then they have, like, a fight in front of a fucking church somewhere, and, like, the intern girl <laughs> makes out with the other intern guy, and it's, like, the end of the movie. Okay. Well, that's the thing I don't like about it, is that it's, like, you know, dark elves, really? I mean, like, I mean, the, the Bifrost are, like, you know, like these cool, like, ice giants. You're like, oh, how cool. And then you hear dark elves, and you know what I think of when I think, when I hear dark elves? I think of every like rip off uh MMO that's come out in the last like 15 years like has a dark elf class of warriors and it's just so snoring dude it's like come on man really dark elves like no just no yep and they're like oh it's just like an elf but with red eyes and gray skin you're like holy shit yes yes oh and they're dark yeah they're dark don't forget they're dark chad you guys mentioned uh, there were like two or three shitty movies. What were the other shitty movies? I didn't say that. You said that. I'm putting words in your mouth, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you are putting words in my mouth, and I don't appreciate it none too much. I tell you what. Um, I mean, look, I I will say you don't think the shores of Thor is a shitty movie. No, I don't. I I, I put Thor is my my twenty, my number twenty, <clears throat> but. Like, I don't think it's a terrible movie. Like, it's it's funny. There's a lot of funny things in it, you know? And, like, um, I read an article and they pointed out that, like, you know, they objectify Thor in the movie, like, as a man. Like, and I like that. I always love when, like, you know, things like that get flipped on their heads. Because how many movies have we seen where women get objectified? So, like, Thor had a lot of cool things going for it. It's just, it's not super exciting of a film. Like, it's... It's like, yeah, it's it's like the intro of Thor and all that. And like, you know, you see the Jeremy Renner's in it at the end. And it's like, great. All right. Cool. 
what's next? You know what I mean? Like, that's how I felt when I watched it. I was like, yeah, it's it's good. You know, like, whatever. So are you talking about... It's not amazing. It wasn't Iron Man. The Dark Elf one or Thor 1? No, I'm talking about Thor 1. I've moved on. I'm done oh, okay, with Thor okay. 2. Like, so I'm saying, like, Thor... Like, you said there's a couple other shitty movies. I'm saying Thor 1's the next one on my list, but it's not... Really? Like, I don't think it's a terrible movie. It's just... It's in the bottom 10. Like, you said... Yeah, we you know we did like let's do bottom ten, top ten. Like Thor one is in my bottom ten, but I don't think it's a horrible movie. It's just not better than the other ones. Where's Thor one for you, Benny? Uh, Thor one is higher up the list. Uh, it's like right about in the middle. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I think I have it here. Uh, like you know, maybe like number twelve or something like that. That's interesting, man. I ended up uh, rewatching Thor one, and it's number three on my list. Oh wow! Yeah. So I, I don't know. I kind of like I enjoy I enjoyed that it was like quite operatic and it had a very different feel to at a lot of the other movies at the time and even still like I think Thor Thor one and Thor Ragnarok has like such a different feel to the other movies and and kind of like I could see how it almost paved the way for Guardians you know like because they were doing weird shit in like Asgard and flying around on Bifrost and stuff like it could kind of open the door a bit for for Guardians being a bit more spacey. Yeah, I mean, if I really sit here, if I really sit here and look at my list of my bottom 10, I would take Thor 1 and I would put it at number probably 2 on that list above most of the other ones. Like it's good. So, yeah, it's right towards the middle. Yeah, but I I it's not like I dislike the film, you know. Yeah, it's just I liked other ones better. Yeah. No, no, I get it. I get it totally. I think like Thor, Thor being a banished and then becoming mortal for the opening act is quite quite interesting and funny too. Like he he acts like an aloof douchebag actor, you know, like a Shakespearean actor, and everyone's like, "What the fuck is up with this guy?" He's like, "I'm a god," and you're just like, "Okay, man." <laughs> right, exactly, man. You know, like when he drinks that beverage and he smashes the cup, it's so great. Yeah, I know. We were, we were talking about the, the comedy aspect of it, but um, Chad, you brought up like, I, I forgot about the fact that, you know, like what you were talking about with Guardians of the Galaxy and the whole kind of sci-fi aspect of it. Like, I forgot how much, uh, how much of an impression, like their portrayal of like Asgard and all of that had an impression on me when I saw the movie. Like, I think of it as like being funny, but at the same time, like I thought they did a really good job of, of you know, bringing Asgard and, you know, the Asgardians and that, all of that to life and making it legit, you know? Make it live and breathe totally and give it depth as well ben yeah I, I agree with you the only thing that i didn't really appreciate about thor and kind of a lot of the really early movies was like the hero worship you know some poor girl is a damsel in distress or or like you know with in iron man like he just like sexually harasses pepper pots for like the entire movie you know kind of stuff that like you might have gotten away with 15 years ago in movies but now it's just kind of like all right can we get over this like damsel in distress bullshit that was the only kind of thing that fell flat for me rewatching it. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't rate very high on the wilderness scale. Yeah, that's interesting. I liked it. I liked that it. it was way lower on your guys' list and higher on mine. Like it's it's interesting to see where the differences are. So what's uh, what's next in the poopy movie department? All right, all right. So in the in the spirit of keeping this list moving, what what was your number twenty, Ben and Chad? Yeah, I've got I've got Thor: Dark World as the bottom, then Cap: Winter Soldier, then Age of Ultron. So those are my bottom three. 
Jesus. Wow. Okay, Ben, what was your number 20? Yeah, yeah. Age of Ultron was my uh, next one, next shittiest, <laughs> next to Thor Dark World. Um, and uh, um, yeah, at, at the bottom of my list, as you know, is, is rather improvised. So I'm just kind of looking at the names of movies right now. Uh, maybe rethinking some things here. I, I want to say maybe it's Iron Man 2. Yeah, that's fair. Before rewatching it, it was definitely the bottom of my list. And after rewatching it, it moved up a bit, but not much. Yeah, I just I just moved Thor up my list actually. Thor one is way it deserves way more. As far as uh, Ultron is concerned, uh, I've got a note like it should be called Avengers Two: Return of the Hover Carrier because these fucking hover carriers are going to be the death of me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got a, Avengers 1 a new yeah. hover carrier, Avengers 2 Return of the Hover Carrier and Captain America 2 The Hover Carrier Strikes Back. Like it's just like for fuck's sake with these hover carriers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that that I was gonna I was gonna say I I I disliked Age of Ultron because I just thought it was like it was really convoluted. It was almost like there were there was just too many things going on at once, and it was just like really like nothing was done well, and the, the pacing and timing of it was just really wonky and not good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, I, I there was a lot. There was some cool stuff to like about it, like Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch. That was great. I really liked that opening sequence in that film is probably the strongest thing in it like there's some just great shots of like the entire team you know working through that forest just taking dudes out like that was great yeah that was um that was cool and i thought i do i do like the whole genesis of ultron and simultaneously the genesis of vision that's what i was gonna say and incorporating the infinity stone in there like that stuff was really really cool, and having the vision become like you know, especially like Jarvis, and and just like in the taking it into the real world. Like I'm a huge Paul Bettany fan. It's like okay, now like he totally deserves to be in those films. So like that was great for me too. I really like that. But I get it. It's just not. It's just not like awesome. The redeeming quality of that entire movie for me was the introduction of Vision because I always thought Vision was a great character and Paul Bettany as Vision is even better. Like it's that's yeah, I'll 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 give it a little credit for that for sure. <laughs> but I'll, I'll I will say this, Ben, and this will sort of play to what you're saying is that like the the whole like scheme of the movie, like I mean, it's just too way too way like classic supervillain. I'm gonna put jets on this chunk of earth and fly it up and then I'm going to drop it on the earth and then there will be no more people on the earth and it was like okay we gotta save everybody like I don't know man just too dumb whatever too too hackneyed I gotta uh, let's all get grumpy and uh, let's all get grumpy with each other and destroy a city yay is like the only note I've got below fart noises as the top note on that one (laughs) wow dude that's crazy Back to Chad's point, it's almost as if they were like Marvel movies for a portion of time were just really trying to suspend disbelief on like making really large, heavy objects fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Exactly. And it, and it did. It had, it had a hover carrier. <laughs> That's it. It sounded like uh, you were shocked with uh, with with my bottom three. Was it that you thought Winter Soldier was weird at this number 20? I I think Winter Soldier is it's easily in my top five. It's so good. 
I love it. Really? Yeah, see it. I wasn't a big fan of it. And I, and I'll tell we'll talk about that later. We can talk about that later. So, just to confirm, I just I just did some swapping. Age of Ultron is now my number 20. <laughs> and <laughs> are we just sort of universally agreeing that Age of Ultron is number 20? Yeah, it's a bottom 3 on my list for sure. Okay, so let's let's move to number 19. Chad, what is your number 19? I got uh I got Avengers 1. Is number 19, or I thought Winter Soldier was number 19. Uh, I mean, I've got, like, I don't, I'm not really concerned with the numbers overly. I've got Dark World at the bottom, then Captain America, Winter Soldier, and then Avengers Age of Ultron. Fair enough. So it's not overly different from what you're saying. And then I've got Avengers. I get it. Okay. So we'll circle back to Winter Soldier when we get towards the top of the list, because it sounds like it's yours. But the next one for me is, a, is the first Avengers movie. Those four movies, I consider sh- bad movies. Like, I, I didn't like the movies. The rest of the movies were either borderline or good movies. All right. Why didn't you like Avengers 1? I think it was a waste of a movie. I think um, <laughs> it really was. Like, I think it's a it's a great example of a vanilla origin story. Like, it's like blah, 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 fucking Macy's Day Parade, alien worms fly in and we save the day. Like, it was just like the, 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 the baddie in the movie like just didn't do anything for me. You know, like, I feel like... I feel like uh, for me, Captain America: Civil War is a better Avengers movie than Avengers One. Like it, it pushes the Avengers storyline forward. Everyone gets grumpy with each other in like a really interesting way. Like I feel like it could have been handled a lot better. And it's just I just thought it was a boring vanilla origin story. My my list agrees with you. Okay, all right. I had it. I had it way higher, but whatever. Yeah, I agree. I disagree too. But I I do see what you're saying. I do see what you're saying. Yeah. The only other note I've got on Avengers One is the post credit scene where they're eating shawarma silently is the fucking best thing ever. Like I remember being like so stoked with that. That is yes. the best thing yes. ever. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> best thing ever. No, Avengers best the first thing movie is ever. like in the middle of my list. Yeah, so it's not um, overly different. But. Yeah, it's it's uh yeah, right around right around Thor. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah. yeah, I would say Avengers 1 is probably towards the lower half of my top 10. You know, it's... I, I and uh, Should I talk about it now or should I talk about it later? Yeah, yeah, talk about it. All right, I'll talk about it now. It's, um, it's the first team-up movie. And, you know, I saw it in Santa Monica and it was 11 a.m. And it, the place was full of nerds. I was, wearing, I was wearing Captain America garb, not a costume, but a garb. <laughs> and, like... It was just awesome. Everybody was cheering. There was so many great things going on in that movie that were just epic and awesome. And it was the first time a movie like that had been done. And that in and of itself earns it a higher spot. And that's why it's so hard with Ultron and Infinity War to like, you know, they're never going to be like that movie because that movie was the first movie like that. First movie excitement. Yeah, exactly. One thing that I will say that did bother me about it, I, I know you have a longer list, Chad, is that... I hated Captain America's costume, number one. And number two, he did not move or fight the way Captain America should in that movie. And that did not start happening until the Russo brothers took it over and started doing it in Winter Soldier. So that was that's one of my main, my biggest beef about the original Avengers movie. But beyond that, like it's it's... It's like the first team up movie. It's just and it's good, you know? What can you say? And the story is good too. The way he gets all of like he, he exploits all of their weaknesses, man, and like uses the Hulk against them and I it was just it was good. Like this the writing was solid, man. The story was solid. Maybe more specifically than for me is like the the antagonist didn't do much for me and felt very vanilla and I feel like 
it was a waste of a good setup. You know, like it just has the potential. I feel like a lot of the movies for me that didn't do it for me were because the antagonist was either two dimensional or just like boring, you know, like I found Ultron boring. I thought Jarvis as the anti Ultron really great, but like Ultron as an AI could have been handled so differently. And the rest of the movie could have stayed reasonably similar and it would have made it a much better movie and, and like a better villain in Avengers one could have made it a much better movie for me. So like, it wasn't that the whole movie sucked. It's just that like a major piece was missing and therefore like it just didn't do it for me, you know? Right. And plus, plus when we get to Avengers, we're going, oh, it's Loki. Oh, well, we already like we've already seen Loki. It's not like we haven't seen him before. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's it's not it's not a huge surprise. It's like, oh, it's Loki. Okay, you know, whatever. I get it. What other what other movies are in the bottom handful for you guys? Okay, so with the so Avengers. So, Chad, Avengers was your number four, four from the bottom. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm gonna do Iron Man three is like my number three or four. I just it's it's I did like the film, but it just doesn't. I don't know. It yeah, just both of the Iron Man two and three were in a reasonably similar ranking for me. It was just kind of like what? Yeah, I got same old, same old. Ben Kingsley was interesting for Iron Man three, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Ben Kingsley was interesting, but that it turns out that he's just an actor was stupid. It, because because the Mandarin is like a major Iron Man villain. It's like I understand that they're that they're they're you know they're retooling the films you know because it's the films and not the comics, and that's fine. I'm fine with that. It's like if they have to you know make the stories different, it's like whatever you have to adapt them, man. But like making a major villain like that turn out to be an actor who's just like oh I'm I'm Joe Smith. Like, I just got paid to do this, and they only paid me the day wage that SAG gives, you know? Like, it was just dumb, man. I don't know. And, and yeah, so that's... that's Well, it's a great example of taking, like, a major villain from the comic and just ruining it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. They totally hobbled him. So that's all I'm going to say about that. All right. So, so that was so Ben. We're we're agreeing that Iron Man three was both of our number four, I guess, right? Yeah, I was exactly on par with you there. Um, and you know, I just got to say, in general, like Iron Man was one of my favorite uh, characters from Marvel Comics. Like, I just always loved Iron Man, and I'm a little disappointed with the movies. I mean, I love the first Iron Man, and I love Tony. You know, I love uh, I love Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. I think he's great, and I I like all I like all the ensemble movies a lot. I like him in all the ensemble movies. But I just feel like the Iron Man movies themselves just fell a little flat. Like they just like they were like filler movies, you know. Outside of the outside of the first one, which was what kicked it all off, really uh, outside of the Hulk. But um, oh well, there's an interesting one. Speaking of the Hulk, I don't really know where to put that one because it's been so long since I've seen it. I can't really remember what the plot was. Yeah, I re I rewatched it, and it's uh it's actually just below Iron Man three for me. So it's very much in this grouping of movies for me. Wow. Okay, I put it way higher than that. Not that it was a bad movie, but just that it's, you know, not. Yeah, I just wasn't huge on it. Right. I get that. Um, I, I put I, Hulk for me is. Let me see. I had it at number. Um, it's the second from the top on the bottom ten. It's in the bottom ten. Okay. But it's yeah, it's closer to the middle of the whole schmeal. Like I, I, I liked it, and like as much as, you know, like. I'm not surprised Edward Norton got, you know, replaced with Ruffalo. I, he's great and he did a great job in it. And the story's good. And the way it's all like structured and the whole thing with Brazil and like it paid a lot of homage to the TV show too, which I dug. 
You know what? That's right. And, you know, just that whole thing of him searching, searching for the cure. Like he was really searching for the cure. And it was, it wasn't until the end that he started to embrace being the Hulk. And he still didn't even really embrace it. You know what I mean? He was still just trying to be like a normal guy and get back with his girlfriend and, all of that, man. And I, I thought it was really good. And, you know, Tim Roth is just, he's a monster actor, man. He's so good. And he was great as Neil Blonsky, dude. And I mean, uh, and what's his face as, um, Thunderbolt Ross, um, William Hurt, William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross was great, man. You know? So I, I really thought it was good and, you know, it, it's a good movie. It's a really good movie that I had a hard time putting that one actually, because I was like, you know what? This movie deserves more than it's got. Yeah. I, I think you got to give it some leeway being the first one too. like you do cinema in general, plot lines and stuff in general have go- come a long way in 10 plus years. Absolutely, man. And like people were like, Oh, they fired Norton and, and this and everybody wants to forget about it. And it's like, I don't want to forget about it. It's a great movie, you know? And it was like the Hulk was savage in that movie, dude. It was really good. So that was, that Hulk is like number, uh, uh, you know, whatever, a 12 for me, I guess. In the middle. That's a good point. I think it deserved a higher rating than it got for me because I just basically wrote it down as I thought of it in order with, <laughs> with everything else. But I would also say, I think that that version was a lot better than the uh, the Eric Bana movies. Yeah, well, definitely better than the Ang Lee version, man. No doubt. Ang Lee. Ang yeah. Lee is interesting, but yeah. it is a bit of a weird choice for that one. Yeah, 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 and knowing Ben and Ben, knowing your mind, I would say that you definitely should. It's definitely better than Iron Man two and three. You know, like you could safely throw it be above those. You know, you're probably right, man. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I don't have them above that. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, what was number everybody's number five? So, Iron Man two would be my next one, which I guess would be my number five. Uh, not five, twelve, whatever, eighteen or whatever. Iron Man 2, like, I wanted to love it. I love Sam Rockwell. There was all the pieces were there to make it great. They were there, but, but they blew it. Uh, you know, and, and and I mean, look, let's let's be real. Like, the, they do explore in the Iron Man movies, like, the struggle of Tony Stark being Tony Stark and being Iron Man. Like, and, it, and it's well done. Like, again, when we're talking about even the bottom 10 movies, I still like these movies. Like, I just watched Age of Ultron a couple of weeks ago, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. You know, e- even for what I said that I didn't like about it. So, you know, Iron Man 2 is is down there at the bottom. There's just other ones that I like better than that. Yeah. I found I found the Tony falling apart thing. I I think they didn't go far enough with it personally. I really enjoy that they went to, in that direction, but the PTSD alcoholism thing, they really could have gone deep with it and it could have really been like a low point for Iron Man where he doesn't redeem himself by the end of Iron Man 2 and then he redeems himself either in an ensemble or in Iron Man 3 like there was an opportunity for there to be a multi-movie arc instead of it just being like you know a hero's journey in each movie where you know he falls apart and then 30 minutes later he's not falling apart anymore you know it could have been like an entire movie of him falling apart yeah sure seems like there's a theme going on with like the cramming in these movies like there was like a a period where they they hadn't quite figured it out yet and they were really just trying to like cram something into one movie instead of like letting things breathe a little bit you know which is why like you know we've we've done a lot of complaining about like shitty villains and it's you know you were talking about thanos being like spanning movies and you know to get these characters don't get a chance to mature they're they're, like thrust into your face and then you know their entire arc takes place in like a you know a tiny portion of the movie really 
So, you know. And that's, I think, where my biggest frustration is, is that there were a handful of movies that I consider wasted. And that that time could have been spent fleshing out some of the better stuff, you know, like if they in hindsight, like we're looking backwards in hindsight of 20 movies. These guys were making them these everybody was making them as they went along. So, like, of course, there's going to be mistakes. But yeah, like we do have the benefit of hindsight. Absolutely. Absolutely. We also have the imbe- the benefit of improvement, too, I think. You know? Like, I think they're I think they're getting better at it. You know? Definitely. Which is which is strange because you think by now you would. I mean, I, to be honest, I do have a bit of fatigue <clears throat> with these movies. Um, I'm, I'm like, re- I'm I'm like I resist going to see it, but then when I finally do, I'm like, oh, that was really good. <laughs> you know? Ben's trying to be too much like the comic guy, but he's comic book guy, but he's got too much love in his heart. I was feeling a lot of uh, fatigue as well in general, but even like Infinity War last year was kind of like, okay, that was actually pretty well done, you know. So it kind of reinvigorated it a little bit. The next, uh, the next kind of grouping of movies for me, like I got, you know, bottom bottom grouping, Thor, Winter Soldier, a couple of Avengers movies. Then the next one we just talked about, Iron Man 2, 3, Hulk. The next grouping above that for me is Spider-Man Homecoming, Captain Marvel. And that makes up like my borderline movies, like the, uh, the kind of meh movies for me. Yeah, I would say, um, actually, I put... Okay, so if, all right, so say that again, Chad. You're the next, the, the next group for me. I got like Iron Man two, three, and Incredible Hulk, and then above those two, I got Captain Marvel and Spider Man Homecoming as kind of like the, the 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 last of the meh movies. Yeah, the next one up for me would be Cap One. Yeah, right. Although I might have to revise that because and and that's literally from like origin story fatigue. Yeah, that's fair. Yes. I get that. I might have to. I might have to re reimagine or, or revisit that one. But it was just, you know, I mean, they did a great job with the with the CGI, making them look all feeble and you know <laughs> and small and stuff. But there's a lot of time spent there, and not a lot of time spent watching Captain America kick ass with a shield. You know, Captain America was was way higher for me. Um, I'll tell you what is low on that on, on that bottom list for me. I'll, I'll rattle off the last of my. Um, Cap one, I did put on the bottom, but it's definitely towards the top of that list because I really like that movie. And I think it's an origin story well done. I think it's a great period piece. Like Wonder Woman, it's a really good period piece. And they do a great job of really fleshing out the origin story instead of like rushing through it, you know? Because um, we've, we've, we've seen Spider-Man's origin story 300 times, like it's yeah. just like enough already. You know, we know what happens. Ditto with Batman. It's like, we don't need to know that, you know, like the Andrew Garfield movies came out. It's like, I don't need it, dude. I don't need the origin story again. So it was great to see Captain America's because we had never seen cap on screen. And while the uniform again was, um, no, the uniform was cool in that one. Actually, that was like, he had like the cool, like, raw dog brown leather like accents you know going on in that uniform and that was that was tight dude for sure and like his his um you know his like commandos that went with him were awesome dude like neil uh what's his name um god i love that actor and i can't think of his name right now he played dum dum dugan yeah his like his his, his band of merry men were kind of cool right <laughs> exactly yeah it was cool and i really like the way they did the origin story it's a great period piece so that was higher on my list what i also had at the bottom was um, I did have Hulk, but it was higher up there. I just talked about that. I put Black Panther down there. I love the movie, but I it's just there's movies I like better than that movie. Um, ditto with Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Like, I gotta be honest, man. Like, the whole thing of, like, Ego the planet and, like, going to Ego the planet, but he's a person and a planet, like, when they go to live 
hang out on him, whatever the hell that means. Like, it's, it, it was good. It just did not hold my interest. I was like, I was ready for like, all right, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I want to see some space shit and some cool stories. And like, it was just like, okay, let's go to like Ego. And he's going to talk about how he fell in love with Peter's mom and like Peter's like, you know, anxiety about all this stuff. I don't know. I was like, no, just no. The story was fine. It just, it, they should have done something different for GOG too. That's, that's, that's what I'm, th- that's what I think about that. Um, uh, Infinity War. Like I, if I have to put a movie in the bottom 10, I put Infinity War because there's other movies that I like better and I think are better. And really, I, I think the biggest thing, Somebody else said this. I didn't say this. I read this, and I agreed with it. So I'm going to say it here. Um, and it was on Huff Post. Is that the greatest thing it has going for it? Is that all the characters are in it, and it's also its greatest weakness because they can't spend a lot of time on each character. And I think, like one of you was just saying, you know, like I don't know. It's like we should, still should have been more about Thanos. That's a fair assessment, but that one scored higher for me because yeah, me too. Fair enough. I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of a sucker for the ensemble cast. You know? Yeah, I'm with that. Um, I'm with that. And I, I thought that, you know, that's, that's a movie where maybe the, the whole of it fell short, but I really liked the, the, the minute, like the little arcs in it, you know, and it was kind of the same for me with Guardians of the Galaxy too, by the way. Um, I, I'll agree with you that I, I didn't quite dig the whole ego arc. Um, but you know, in general, the, the arc of like, you know, <clears throat> Quill discovering, you know, kind of like through that experience, discovering that, um, uh, um, Yondu. Yondu, thank you. Yeah, you can edit, edit out all those Ozanoms. You know, <laughs> was, was like his true father or whatever. Like, I, I like that. And, you know, just whatever. All the little, the smaller details in the movie, the, the, the subplots were more fun. I mean. Yeah, no, I'm with that. I'm with that. Well, for me, um, for me, GOG is just out of my top five. Uh, Guardians of, oh, sorry, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is number four on my list. Wow. Um, For me, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I think what you just said, uh, Benny, like the the arc leading towards Yondu being the dad and the Ravager funeral, it just like really elevates that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like it had a bit more heart than than the first Guardians, even though the first Guardians was good. Like it was maybe touched on a bit of origin fatigue for me. Like while I found the prison sequence like funny, like it wasn't really earth shattering either. Like, I think for me, the pop culture references and the unique flavor really like elevated the Guardians franchise for me. And and as I mentioned in other shows, like I prefer Guardians 2 to Guardians 1. Like it took me a while to kind of get my head around Guardians 1. So for whatever reason, it, it just ends up higher up the list for me. Yeah, I'm with that. Um, and then you mentioned Black Panther. For Black Panther, it's it's not in my top 10. Like it's right in the middle um like the wakanda secret advanced country stuff was interesting it kind of like in a way like i don't know if they did it on purpose or if this is insensitive or whatever but it kind of reminded me of like the coming to america thing of like the kingdom where you know they all have this weird (laughs) hidden kingdom shit going on that might be totally insensitive but it just like reminded me of it i think i think somebody did a parody like a parody type thing somewhere along the line about that i I, I could be wrong but yeah i mean that's that's pretty low hanging fruit right there so i'm sure somebody must (laughs) i feel like i remember reading about that like i i enjoyed black panther and it was like a a decent origin movie but it just like as a movie was like okay whatever and i don't think this whole like you have to worship the movie because it's diverse like I, i find that really tired I'm going to let the movie stand on its merits. And like, I think it's fantastic that there is a diversity of movies being made, but it doesn't mean I have to like it. Wow. 
Chad Chad Walsh is losing a chance for brownie points for being super woke <laughs> by by putting it in the bottom bottom of my movie list. <laughs> I think like the genius sister was cool and Michael B Jordan was cool but otherwise it was like a pretty generic uh, origin story aside from the um some of the the elements of like the the hidden African country stuff which was cool. Yeah, I, I totally like the secret world stuff. I really like the tech. I like, you know. Yeah, really uh, it was well done but like that definitely falls into the origin story thing for me as well. What was in your uh, your kind of grouping of those movies, Benny? Uh, did did you get to that? Well, no, but Black Panther was in the same same area. Um, in the middle, we're talking uh, the first Avengers movie, the first Thor movie, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah, Spider Man for me was a bit of a whatever. I mean, I like the actor that plays him and stuff, but I kind of preferred Spider Man in the ensemble Avengers movies as opposed to his standalone. It kind of like like Hulk. I didn't realize, but they can't make Hulk standalone movies because sony owns the right so they can only have hulk in ensemble movies um but i love what they've done with him in the in the development of his character then how do they how do they make the incredible hulk then they chose to pay sony a fat chunk of money and now they're not choosing to do it anymore because they would have to give them too much money Mm, i did not know that so if you if you actually watch the the incredible hulk like it opens with a sony it opens with a sony um whatever you know opener so instead of paying millions to Sony, they've just put him. They put his story into the Avengers movies. Okay, so let's start with the top ten. Yeah, so the very, very middle of since it's it's just there's the top ten, bottom ten, and a middle movie. My middle movie is Ant Man, and then the bottom of my top ten is uh, Black Panther and GOG One. So that's the next grouping for me. Fair enough. My my number ten would be Spider Man Homecoming. Yes, yeah, so it's all the same same vein. That is my number ten. Yeah, it's um it's a great movie. I and and just to play to one of your points, Ben's point from earlier, I love Tony Stark and Iron Man more in Spider Man Homecoming than I do in the Iron Man films. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's true. Like he's better. He's in, pretty funny in it for sure. Yeah, he's really funny in it, and he's great. And the whole idea of, like, you know, are you ready? Are you, you know, man enough, big enough? Like, this is a lot of responsibility. Like, that whole thing and him mentoring him is just a – I like that dynamic. It's great. And how he makes his suit and all that stuff, it's great. And I love – Tom Holland's great. And Michael Keaton is the vulture. He's awesome, man. Yeah. But again, like he's dead by the end of the movie or whatever, and it's just kind of a bit wasted. They gotta, they gotta start sending more, uh, more supervillains to supervillain jail. Killing <laughs> them off, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, really, dude. Marvel's Arkham Asylum. <laughs> you know, what I mean, how cool would it be to see like Michael Keaton like busting out of fucking you know supervillain jail and his. Like someone smuggled some nano wings in or something that like unfold. <laughs> no, that's a cool story for another MCU film later, man. For sure, man. It would have. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So my number nine is going to be um, Captain Marvel. Like I just saw it. I loved it. We just talked about it, but um, I don't know. I already said everything I liked about it. It's like a couple weeks ago. I'm not going to go through it again. It's a good movie. It's it's a really good movie. The uh, the only thing I would add to the Captain Marvel conversation we had previously is like the more I think about it, the more I feel that my dislike of the way it was handled is because it was rushed. So it really plays into what you were saying before, Benny, about them like cramming stuff in where like you've got you've got Iron Man, even even if they wasted a couple of them, like you've got three Iron Man movies to to get Iron Man up and running. You've got three Thor movies. You've got. You know, yeah, yeah. You only have one Captain Marvel movie, and she's supposed to be the baddest ass savior of the universe kind of character, and they give her one movie to do it. If they had done two Captain Marvels instead of one Captain Marvel, an origin and a kind of like build up to the Avengers stuff, like 
I feel like it would have hit much better. But because they crammed it onto one, I feel like it, it fell a bit short for me. So the more I think about it, the, the less grumpy I am about the movie and the more I think they should have given it more room. Yeah. They should have brought her in sooner, maybe. Yeah, that's a good that's a good assessment. I like that. Where does Ant Man fall for you guys? Did you guys mention? No, I haven't. I haven't gotten to Ant Man yet. It's it's in the it's in the top five for me. Okay, cool. We'll come back to it. Did you have anything else you want to say about Captain Marvel? I, I kind of shifted gears there. I do not. I was I was going to move on to number eight. We already talked about it. Okay, you can you can listen to the episode that we did. We don't have any time, so <laughs> <laughs> we got we got a lot to get through. Um, for me, number the uh, Doctor Strange is next for me. Which is if that's higher, excuse me, if that's higher up for you guys, we'll come back to that one too. What's next for you guys? Wait, wait what, are, what are we talking here? We've gotten up to ten, and now we're shooting up to number nine. Yeah, what was ten for you guys? Sorry, I know it's messy, but Spider-Man: Homecoming was ten for both of us, I think. Right? Yeah, that's right. And n- number nine was Captain Marvel. We just talked about that. What was nine for you, Benny? Ah, nine for me was Doctor Strange. Nine for me was Doctor Strange as well. Mm, interesting. And why was that? Yeah, why was it number nine for you, Benny? Um, let's see. I, I really liked the movie. I, the, the only reason it came down at number nine was I liked the other ones better. You know, kind of like what you said with Black Panther. You know, it's like it's not that it was a bad movie. I just liked the other ones better. Uh, there was a lot of stuff I really liked about it. Um, I thought the visual effects were fucking amazing. Um, it was like it was like straight out of the comic book or something. You know, it was, yeah, the, it was, they were great. It really gave it a flavor. Yeah, it was one of the first times I remember. You know. I mean, you see so many visual effects these days that, you know, you kind of, it's just like, I mean, if we had seen this shit when we were like 10, we would have fucking, we would have like, our heads would have exploded. But, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, but that's the first time visual effects in a movie like, uh, have hit me as, as something you know, substantial uh, in quite some time. And yeah, it was just, I mean, I, I was never a huge fan of Doctor Strange back in the day. But, um, you know, of course, I'm aware of the character because of the Avengers and, and whatnot. And uh, I think Benedict Cumberbatch was, was fantastic. Uh, let's see. Uh, I really love the character. Wong, I thought he was. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> he was great. And and the and the uh, Sorcerer Supreme, Tilda Swinton was great as well, dude. I mean, I put that film as number three. I thought like I never watched it. I never read it when I was a kid. I knew nothing about him virtually, and I absolutely loved the film. Cumberbatch knocked it out of the park. They really brought that whole magical side into the MCU with that film, and they did a great job doing it. And they, plus, they had Mads Mikkelsen as the villain who was awesome. Um, like what's not to like Wong was great. He was funny. The whole journey, you know, it was like they, they managed to combine the origin story and have a great story at the same time and not make it a tedious slog. You know what I mean? Which was great. Yeah. For me, um, you, you asked why, uh, I forget the question you asked, but it was something along the lines of like, why that's so low or something like that. And, or why it ranks lower than some of the other movies. So for me, it ranks lower than a lot of the other movies that are above it because I found a lot of the other movies above it pushed the MCU Infinity Gauntlet storyline forward. And I I kind of liked the movies that focused on the development of the overall arc as opposed to the origin stories. So it's it's kind of, you know, it's up there. It's, you know, it's in the in the top group of origin stories for me for sure. But I preferred the movies that pushed the the Infinity Gauntlet story forward. So like you know, I really I don't know whether they borrowed from Inception or Inception borrowed from Doctor Strange based on I not I didn't read the comics, but like I loved the kaleidoscopic kind of Inception y effects and they like and like the doorway portal stuff was like a howl's moving castle kind of thing. So I really enjoyed that a lot. And I, I love the humor a lot too. Like him being like a sarcastic douchebag I found really really entertaining. Right. But he's like he gets redeemed sort of at the end, unlike Tony Stark, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of pulls his head out of his ass. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, he take he takes the responsibility really seriously at the end, which is great, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. While remaining a sarcastic douchebag. Yeah. He, you mentioned <laughs> um, Iron Man was your number nine, I think, Kev. Right. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like in the eight nine area. I just it's it's eight for me. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I had to put it. I had to put it in the top ten. I mean, I honestly haven't watched it in so long, but it's Iron Man, dude. It's like one of the films that started the whole thing, and, it, and it's a great movie. And Favreau did a great job with it, so it's like it's there. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, it's 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 number two for me. Yeah, for me, it's a classic example of a quality comic book movie, and it was willing to take some risks, which I think unlocked a lot of potential for all of the movies that followed it. Um. It wasn't just the same old, same old kind of Tobey Maguire Spider-Man bullshit. It was like, you know, he was a bit of an asshole and he had an actual arc and stuff. For me, like I mentioned before, the the kind of sexual harassment stuff was a bit, you know, it, it falls a bit flat 10 years later. But, um, you know, I just, yeah, it, it really kind of, maybe it wasn't the best movie in the world and maybe it doesn't deserve a spot at number two on my list because of of its merits but i think it deserves a spot that high on my list because of how much it unlocked in the movies that followed it so that's where it was for me definitely that's what i'm saying that's how i feel about um captain america the first one and avengers which is the next one on my list which we already talked about you know so avengers is above iron man for you uh you had dr strange i got ant-man and wasp is number eight I preferred that one to Ant-Man. I just find them... I find both the Ant-Man movies just hilarious, man. I think that their use of comedy and Paul Rudd is just so goddamn good. So great. I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Michael Pena and his that whole, little, his whole little prison crew. Dude, oh my God. All the like... When he tells a story, uh, and he's like, I was like this and he was like that. That shit's hilarious, man. That shit is... He is my favorite non-hero character in the MCU. Definitely. That's totally fair. Um, I, I don't even know the name of the character in the movie. Like that's that's like I can't remember the, his name, but that whole thing is brilliant. And Michael Pena just brings it to life. And the one um, the one thing I totally forgot about until rewatching it uh, the other night was the um, the the ultimate battle at the end takes place in like a child's train set, and it was just like yep. they're like smashing and throwing shit around, and it's like super actiony, and then it zooms out, and it's just like a Thomas the Tank Engine like falling over sideways. <laughs> it's just the funniest thing, man. I love how like the final battle is just like a fucking train set totally totally it's great yeah no i agree those those ant-man movies were so good they were so different and like the first one had a had the elements of a great heist movie as well yeah for for me for me the ant-man movies come in at four both of them come in at four and five that's totally fair first one the first movie and then the second yeah ant-man for me was uh and both of the ant-man movies were six and five for me the only the only negative for either of the ant-mans is the the villain in in the wasp movie where it's just like some angry girl who's like half invisible it's kind of a whatever but Lawrence Fishburne as her sidekick kind of helps it helps it a bit yeah yeah I think that movie is less about the the villain and more about the quest to like you know yeah uh, redeem himself or whatever yeah yeah and and, you know trying trying to find uh uh, I I can't think of I hate to refer to Hank Pym's wife as Hank Pym's wife but um, she was the original wasp I think yeah wasp okay like so yeah I mean I thought that was uh, like a pretty that seemed to be like the the main pot point to my eyes was everything was revolving around trying to find her and the the baddie and it was more like just like something to get in the way of that you know yeah yeah which as you as you mentioned like it wasn't the best villain but it didn't make the movie fall flat as a result whereas some of the other movies the bad villain and did make the movies fall flat. Yes, and I gotta say too that Evangeline Lilly is um, awesome as the Wasp. Just she's perfect. She plays the character perfectly. 
Yeah, Michael Douglas is Hank Pym. The, the, those movies, yeah, the cast, the cast is impeccable. They're really good. The cast in all these movies is just amazing. If you, I, I've got a list, I'll put in the show notes that I saw, I saw on IMDb, and it's got like 135 people, like A and B list actors, and there's some stuff that you just totally forget about. There's just some amazing cast people in a lot of these movies, like Robert Redford, for example, as as one of the Hydra dudes. Like, there's just some awesome dudes and yeah. people in this. Oh shit, yeah. I forgot about that. Right, Gary Shandling was one of the Hydra dudes as well yeah gary shandling's the best man what so um that that brings it up to so for me seven we just talked about the ant-man movies that's yeah next is seven that's six and five for me i said seven was avengers we already talked about that so you guys talk about your sevens yeah what's seven for you benny uh seven for me was uh civil war okay okay why um well you you know uh chad you had kind of said the ratings sort of uh uh, skewed towards the movies that push the the overarching story forward. Yeah, for me, yeah, right. Yep, yep, totally. Yep. Uh, for me, um, it's all about the the funniest movies, <laughs> and it's all about the ensemble casts and the movies like the, where you don't expect where you don't expect to see everyone, but you do. You know, so yeah, that's uh, that's where Civil War comes into play. Uh, just the fact that like you know, Ant Man's in it, Spider Man's in it. You know, like the, it's it's almost an Avengers movie, but it's not. It is an Avengers movie. It's. It's the best Avengers movie. It, yeah, I can. I I think it should have been. I think it should be the Avengers. I think it should be Avengers too. In my opinion. Yeah, it's like the it's like the it's like the the, the incognito Avengers movie or whatever. <laughs> no, it's it's Avengers two point five. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you could have almost done like Avengers one with the Ultron storyline as the villain, and Avengers two is Civil War, and Avengers three is a combination of Endgame and Infinity War. Like, I kind of feel like that would have been a better three movie Avengers, you know? Civil War is so much an Avengers movie. I'm surprised that it it, it, it isn't one, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's really, really good. It's really well done with a really great storyline about how... Um, you know, you, they have to choose sides against each other and it's all about morality and what's right and what's wrong. And it's like great to see Cap taking the stance that he does. And I mean, honestly, since I'm going to just say, since we're talking about it, I put Civil War as my number two because I think the story's great, man. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah, absolutely. It's extremely high on my list. You know, that, that whole morality battle and how it tears the, the, the friends apart and the team apart. Like, it's just great. Yeah. I liked um exa- playing off what you were just saying about like Cap breaking from his normal, you know, rule abiding self. I kind of liked it, you know, Iron Man and his parents kind of thing. He he ends up being the person that plays by the rules, whereas Cap ends up being the person that breaks the rules. So it flips that on its head. Yes, very cool. And then it kind of talks about the implications of the Avengers on society with like the UN Accords and kind of them trying to control it. And I thought that was just an interesting layer as well. Yeah. It also pushes, if it kind of went in the realm of it being uh, Avengers 2 for me, like it pushes Scarlet Witch and Black Widow um, coming forward and and their con- the consequences of their actions and and Black Panther's got a good intro with with it being the introduction of mm-hmm. Black Panther, Spider Man and Ant Man have great cameos in it like it's just like a really well rounded ensemble movie for a standalone Cap movie, um and like as you said it ends with a major rift in the Avengers so like it's an example maybe I I don't know the sequence of when the movies came out or I'm just there's no point in digging into that at the moment but it strikes me as the first time that they're willing to leave a movie in a cliffhanger like there's a major rift in the avengers and it is a basically a cliffhanger a la empire strikes back to like lead up to infinity war you know like it just is super well handled yeah really well done good point too so what was that well that was six or seven 
Um, for me, that was seven. Okay, that was seven. My seven is Cap First Avenger. I think we've talked about it a bit. Hugo Weaving is awesome. I think it's a waste of Hugo Weaving. and Definitely. It could have been cool to have Red Skull be a multi-movie thing. I think Red Skull was, is a bit of a wasted supervillain. Agreed. Um, but I, I did enjoy the homage to the original suit with the on the road kind of tour like the cheesy suit i thought that was an interesting way to bring that into it yes yes uh, yeah, yeah yeah i agree with that but uh, my only real gripe is that it 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 wastes red skull okay it's fair so that's uh yeah my number seven is cap america your number seven benny was civil war civil war and what was your number seven Kev? Mine was Avengers. Okay. Well, so well, let's go with six then. I'm starting to get to ones that we've already talked about somehow. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Well, it kind of means that we don't need to go in depth on them because we've spoken about them already. All right. Well, we haven't really talked about um, my six. I, I actually numbered these wrong, but whatever. So I'm going to just throw this in as my six. I already said Ant-Man and the Wasp was six, but it's really this next movie, which is GOG. So the original GOG is my six. Yeah, sick. We've spoke, obviously have a whole episode on that, so feel free, uh, both of the GOGs. So if you want more info on those, check that out. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, check that out. But um, I think it's a great origin story, um, and I'm happy that a movie like that can be made. I mean, that's kind of the only real thoughts I have on it, and I've got it as uh, number 10 on my list, so it's pretty close to where you have it. So, no surprise to anyone that it's number two on my list. So there you go. That doesn't surprise me. No, yeah, I'm not surprised at all, Ben. <laughs> I knew you. I knew it would be high on your list, dude. Yeah. What's yeah. Uh, Benny? What was your six? My six was Infinity War. Yeah, mine too. And again, um, oh wow, it, it's all about the ensemble cast. Um, you know, uh, like seeing almost every character in that movie outside of Ant-Man, right? I mean, pretty much everyone was in that, right? Yeah, basically. You're right, except for Ant-Man, except for the end credits scene he had at the end. Right. Or, wait, was was Hulk in that movie? Infinity War? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he gets he gets he gets the crap kicked out of him in the beginning. He was. Okay. Okay. Oh, fuck yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> it's all good, buddy. In fact, he was wearing he was wearing the Hulk armor. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he couldn't change, so he he was wearing the Hulkbuster armor. Oh, that's right. Banner Banner was wearing the Hulkbuster armor. Yep, yep. Thank you for clarifying that for me. I could not use my words, Kev. <laughs> it's okay, dude. That's what I'm here for, buddy. <laughs> I really like Avengers three mainly because I got it in the same spot, number six. It it feels like a book to me because it has different groups doing different things and kind of they all come together over time. I thought it was quite well handled in that way. So it really kind of started with a bunch of loose threads and brought them all together. Other than that, like it's um, it's everything that you said. It's quite. It, I just there's no real weak links for me. I thought the story was quite well done, even if it was a little bit of a formulaic story. True. I'll, I'll throw one more thing in there that I I really liked the way they paired people off. You know, um, yeah. I thought the groups the groups were interesting. Like the groups of people, like the groups of characters they decided to like throw together for those little sub arcs. I thought were were interesting to see together. So I mean, they weren't surprising by by any stretch, really. But but they were cool. Yes, they were cool. You're right about that. What uh, what's next, dudes? Number five. Um number five i already did my five that's ant-man what's your five benny five is uh ant-man wasp okay yeah there you go number five for me is um is ragnarok Uh, oh so good that's my number four actually like i loved ragnarok i think it very much fits into the comedy thing you were talking about obviously uh benny for me, um, in on rewatching it, one of the things that jumped out that I didn't catch on my first viewing was um, that it's basically a issue of heavy metal come to life. 
Oh my god, wow. Nice name drop. Yes. This like, you know, opens up with Zeppelin and then like the penultimate, you know, like battle on the bridge. He like leaps in the air and there's like a mountain of baddies and Zeppelin kicks in and it's like it just you could screenshot that and put it on a cover of, of heavy metal. No worries. And I just I really I really like that. Are you talking about heavy metal, the comic book, the compilation anthology magazine, or are you talking about heavy yeah, metal? Yeah, the anthology kind of cartoony thing. The magazine, yeah. I think like, you know, for me, Ragnarok, uh, it's hilarious. Um, Taika Waititi or whatever did an amazing job. And even outside of the humor and outside of the flavor of, of um, heavy metal, like the whole Hulk tie-in really pushes the movie up up a major a major amount and really helps push the Avengers thing forward. So just I love that his sidekick is Hulk and, and Valkyrie's great and stuff. It just it's super well done and the music was fantastic as well. I agree with everything. It's my favorite Hulk movie. Yeah, for sure. I've, I uh, Jeff Goldblum man and like the Willy Wonka song introduces him and shit. Like there's just so much good stuff in it. So good, yeah. Dude, Jeff Goldblum, that the whole scene where like Thor is in the chair and he's he's restrained and like he's like kind of like moving along on a conveyor belt, conveyor belt or whatever, and it's like, it's yeah, like, and that's the Willy Wonka song. Jeff Goldblum, yeah, yeah, and like, and then like, he starts screaming at the end. Just, <laughs> so yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, no, but then like Jeff Goldblum is talking to him, and it's like at one moment suddenly he's like playing a synthesizer and like, <laughs> you know, like oh god, it is it is brilliant. Yeah, I'm surprised. Surprised neither of you guys have mentioned the best part of that movie, which is what? Well, I I, I barely started talking about it. <laughs> well, let's talk about it then. Tell me the best part of the movie, and I'll tell you if you're right. The best part of the movie? Um, yeah. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there because it's a tie-in to uh, some upcoming stuff. The best part of that movie is that Carl Urban is in it. That is the best part of the movie. Yes, yes. Carl Urban with two M16s <laughs> is the best part of the movie. <laughs> and just his character in general like you know i mean it gets kind of serious but 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 you know yeah that whole start that whole beginning with the with the two m16s is, is amazing so great so fun and then at the end he's got the two m16s like that yeah it's so fantastic yeah you're right carl urban is the best part of the film you're right i should have known that as a huge carl urban fan I'm a little disappointed, Kev. Oh my god! A little All right, so yeah, Kev. I know, Ben. You should be disappointed. I'm not on my game. <laughs> All right, number four. Um, I already said it. Ragnarok. Yeah, number four for me is GOG two, which we've spoken about. So, what's you? You got a four there? Uh, it's the first Ant Man movie. He go. Okay, perfect. Okay. Number three. That's good. Three for me. We already talked about it. Was Doctor Strange? Cool, Benny. Interesting. Loved it. Uh, for me, it is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Okay, for me, it's Thor, the original Thor. Mm. Wow. Check you out. I like that, man. Check it out. I like how you put that way up there, yeah. Uh, number two. Numero dos. Two, I already said, Civil War. Yep, well placed. Benny? Yeah, so Guardians of the Galaxy for me, first movie. Number two for me, Iron Man, the original Iron Man, because it really unlocked everything for everything else. Nice. Okay, yeah, I'm down with that. All right, and the number one drum roll, number one movie. You want me to go first? Sure. I will. I will go first, and I will tell. I will spend just a moment telling you why. It's Winter Soldier. Interesting. And the reason why is because it's so many things. It's um. It's a great superhero movie. It's a great Captain America movie. It's a straight up spy movie and a really good one, man. And you could put that up against some of the greatest spy films and it would totally hold its own. And it was also when the Russo brothers took over and they knew they put cap as a character 
how he acts, how he moves, how he reacts to the world. He's exactly where he should be. He wasn't quite there in Avengers. And and Captain America, the first Avenger, was just, it was different. It was That took place in the 40s, okay? So when Winter Soldier came out, like, the opening sequence is so good. It's like a stealth, like, you know, spec ops-style infiltration of that boat, hostage rescue. It's so good, man. And they finally got they finally got the way Captain America should move and fight down, and it looked great. And that's exactly how he should be. And it also um, introduced that Cap sense of justice above all else. Like his morality code is so hardwired into him, man. And you know when when Hydra was starting to come after him in the headquarters and like all that, it was just was so great. He's just like. No, he's like, this isn't right. That's Cap for you right there, you know? And it was just great. It was exactly what Captain America should have been in the Avengers. And it was sad that he wasn't. And it's it's just such a great movie on all those different levels. Hmm. That's interesting. I um I watched a kind of review of Endgame um, by someone that I found on YouTube recently that I really liked, um, his channel. And in Endgame, he talks about how in the review of Endgame, he talks about how Winter Soldier is like in his top three, and I just found it interesting because it's in my bottom three. It's like second from the bottom for me. So I don't know whether that's skewed because I have a broader awareness of the other movies, and if I went back to when I watched it for the first time, I might feel differently. I need to watch it again now based on it being your number one. The one little um, nugget that I didn't mention when we talked about it before that I absolutely loved is... Um, on Nick Fury's tombstone, it says the path of the righteous man. And I thought that was the best little Easter egg ever in that movie. Oh my God. Right. Oh, that's awesome. So Kev, that's no surprise to me. That's no surprise to me. We all know that, uh, our Wolverine is a huge Captain America fan. Um, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I might need to reevaluate them because of course, like the whole latter half of my list is just kind of like thrown together. <clears throat> I don't, I actually don't know that I would touch my top 10 much, but, but that second part could use it. It came in at like 15 for me, I think. So I, I think of that as like 15 to like six or seven is like the middle range or, you know, for whatever reason. Um, that was the first time I saw Cap on film acting like Cap. And that was exciting. You know, the shield play, the, 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 the fighting, like that action was like, Oh, yes. That's fucking Captain America. So uh, absolutely. Um, it doesn't fall in a very high humor quotient. <laughs> I love how that's like the legit metric. But not that every movie has to be funny. I liked that about that movie that it didn't really have a lot of humor. It was like, it was like, okay, this is a straight up spy movie. Yeah. 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 Well, it's funny because it's, that's kind of like where we started with the podcast as you were saying, like you wish that, that they, some of the movies weren't so, you know, focused on comedy. Um, and yeah. Yeah. There you go. You're right. I didn't even think about that actually. Yeah. I think, I think both of you guys mentioning that it's the first time you've seen cap really action up like cap. I totally think I disregarded it because I had seen, you know, infinity war and other movies where he was more himself. So I think the disregarding of that in my, in my ranking will probably bump it higher on the list for sure. I definitely going to check it up, check it out again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you said, Kev, that whole beginning sequence where they like infiltrate the boat, that shit's fucking tight. (laughs) That was cool. (laughs) That's tight. So good. What's your number one, Chad? Yeah. My, um, my number one is uh, civil war. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's not super dissimilar from where you ended up, uh, with civil war. 
Uh, Benny, I think you were number two, was it? No, Civil War was uh, seven for me. Yeah, it was my number two. Yeah. Oh, number two for you, Kev. So I didn't didn't. It's not too far from where you ended up, Kev. Um, we talked a lot about what I liked about it, but I I really feel like Civil War was my favorite of all of the MCU because it was an unexpected Avengers. It pushed so many characters arcs forward, and we've covered it all before. Definitely. What about you, Benny? What's your number one, dude? Yeah, lay it on us, Ben. So, yeah, you're, you guys are going to be surprised. But my number one was that's the only one. With, we have talked about it. Uh, it's Thor Ragnarok. Nice, nice. Um, I'm glad one of us had it as number one. Same here. And I think it's deserving of number one as well. Yeah, and it, it really took me by surprise because I was such a huge Guardian to the Galaxy fan. And I, I still am, of course. And it's not like, you know, I don't love those movies. And, like, these really are like, you know, Thor Ragnarok is like one, you know. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy is just like a little less than one, but not, but not one, you know, <laughs> or whatever. It's, it's not number two. Um, but for me, it's, it's all about the cast, you know, is brilliant. The, uh, the, uh, the tie-ins, you know, with Hulk, like I said, it's my favorite Hulk movie. <laughs> Agreed. Also mine. Great stuff. Great stuff. Um, Carl Urban. We've got Carl Urban in there. Come on. I mean, how, how does that work? It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Agreed. <laughs> and then but really like the look of the movie the use of like, like how colorful it is and like all the crazy characters and you know side there's like all the like just people in the background and shit you know are amazing and it all reminds me of the first time i ever looked at comic books and it, it was it was marvel comics in like the 1970s you know it just looked it, it brought that it brought that world to life, you know, no matter what comic it was, whether it was like Iron Man or Thor or, you know, whatever, like the comics from that era. It just it just brings that to life. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just I fell in love with that movie. Yeah. Like, And one thing we didn't mention, guys, about that movie is the death of Odin. Like there's so many major things that happen, like the Odin dies. Asgard gets destroyed. The people are on a ship scattered to the wind. You know, and you really get a, you really for the first time get a sense of what the Asgardian people are like as a people. Like they're they're not all they're not all just gods running around. Well, and and then half of the Asgardians die after Infinity War. You know, like when half of the universe dies. So like they even take another gut punch. You know, right, right, and all foreshadowed at the beginning by the immigrant song. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> I totally didn't put that together. <laughs> exactly. No. Good point. Really good point. But yeah, I mean, it's really just, it's the pacing of it is awesome. The characters are great. You know, um, uh, who the hell are those? Um, these have got some notes here, I think, but they're, they're so chicken scratch that I can't really see. Oh, 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 Korg and Meek, the fucking rock dude and the little scissor, the little scissor dude, the like gladiators. Yes, he was great. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize until um, recently that, that the director is the rock dude. Taika Waititi is the, is the rock dude. Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah. The rock dude is Korg. Yeah. And the, and the little scissor dude is me. But yeah, I, I, I just want like those two little like minor characters I thought were fucking hysterical. Um, and yeah, Valkyrie was great. Um, just, you know, like just sort of the fallen, you know, drunk <laughs> that comes around, you know, like. I like the, like, the, like sort of, uh, they don't really talk about it, but they, like, sort of allude to the fact that, like, she had some kind of relationship with the Hulk. Uh, I just thought it was cool. Yeah, that was really good. Really good movie, man. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much I bought it the next day. That's how much I liked it. So, um, yeah, so I just kind of, in watching all of these movies, it kind of struck me that I would have done a few things differently. Uh, I'm curious, you know, if I could run a couple of them by you guys and... um 
let me know what you think. Sure. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was like, I need to rewatch Winter Soldier, but for me, it was like, just delete the first Hulk, Iron Man 3, um, Thor Dark World, and Winter Soldier. Take all that money and just fucking put it elsewhere um, and remake four new movies. So I could, I, I would like to see Avengers 1 remade with a better antagonist. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show. Um I think it could also begin the threads of like Black Widow and Hulk doing their thing and kind of getting close and Stark and Banner having a bit of a two geniuses as colleagues thing and then setting up for the pissed off society stuff. And then Avengers 2 um, would be Captain America Civil War as is and Avengers 3 would be Infinity War slash Endgame as is. Interesting. When does Vision come in? Um I could see Vision, like I, I really liked what you guys were saying about Vision being the best part of Ultron. I could see Ultron being the antagonist in the first Avengers. So like the actual origin of Avengers is versus Ultron and Vision is kind of one of the culminating points in that story. I think that's, I think that's, uh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, because I think you're right. I mean, the, the, the uh, antagonist and that was, you know, it, was, it just wasn't. Yeah, Thor and a bunch of aliens. That was it, right? It was just Thor and then a bunch of weird fucking Macy's Day parade floats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, essentially, yeah. Um, I, I forget. They're like a certain race or whatever, and those those are you know sort of like you know from what I understand, it was sort of like Thanos's first bit at like his little army or whatever taking over the Earth was like sending his army after him. Yeah, so they're like his army or whatever. I just don't recall it being overly clear that it was Thanos. You know, like they kind of were keeping Thanos under wraps, and you couldn't see him. You just saw the back of his chair or something, and I just thought it was a bit. It just makes him a non-villain. Right, right, yeah. They did throw that in at the end of the movie, though, didn't they? It was- I think so, but I think it was just the back of his head, or maybe it was like his face for a second. Or I just kind of feel like the reveal of Thanos, in hindsight, isn't as much of a holy shit reveal. And like having him as a villain might have been better. But if you're not going to have him as a villain, then have a better one. Yeah, I much I much preferred the scene where they're all eating shawarma and just like somber. That was so funny. Oh my god, <laughs> the Thanos thing felt like an afterthought. I, absolutely, it's like the best part of the movie, no doubt. They're just silent, <laughs> silently eating shawarma. It was just oh my god, I love that so much. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it which is odd because you know why did they foreshadowed that in that movie and then kind of just like put it on the back burner and then went to Ultron in the second one? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think you, you're onto something there. They should have done Ultron first. And then you don't even need to do Thanos second. You could do the Civil War movie as Avengers 2, where where everything falls apart onto a cliffhanger and it circles back in, in Infinity War. You know, like, I just feel like it... Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, and then um, I like Captain America 1 and Iron Man 1 as is. I, I mentioned before, you know, Captain Marvel being split, you know, where the first one is a tweaked origin story without the stupid stuff. Yep. For, so for me, like the Squid Cat, I didn't really like, um, and a better a better Cree. I think if the if the as I mentioned the show, if the Cree falling from grace and becoming an evil society, and the Ronan the Accuser thing could have been an interesting origin. Maybe Ronan the Accuser. I was thinking maybe she could, through the actions of the Captain Marvel origin, she could you know break and or help to create the evil Ronan the Accuser. That could have been a really interesting tie into the Guardian stuff. Hmm. Um, and then the second Captain Marvel would just be like establishing how she's a badass like superpower by like blowing the hell out of something massive, you know, like making it super clear that she is like the Superman of Marvel, you know? Yeah, it's it's it almost seems like they kind of decided after the fact that they were going to include her, you know? Yeah, it does. For whatever for whatever reason, it was like, you know, somebody just had like a brain fart and they're like, oh, shit, Captain Marvel, you know? Yeah. 
but then i read something that was like they've they kept pushing the movie off and off and off because they wanted to set the groundwork perfectly for captain marvel to come in and save you know the galaxy or whatever and it just like it does seem like a total afterthought yeah it is bizarre so yeah like i think but you know the four movies that i'd remake as mentioned before avengers one Avengers 2, 3, and, and Endgame stay the same. Iron Man stays the same. Cap 1 stays the same. Captain Marvel 1 and 2, we split. Thor 1 and 2. Thor 1 is 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 the same. Thor 2 is Ragnarok. Just delete the Dark Elf 1 altogether. Yeah. And then um, after the Infinity Gauntlet stuff, I think having uh, Iron Man fall apart into alcoholism would be interesting. And, and then a couple of Thor movies I thought would be cool are um, that Romeo and Juliet style thing I talked about. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Where they pick back up with um with uh Natalie Portman. Yeah, they they pick back up with uh Jane Foster, you know, um Natalie Portman and uh the the Patty Jenkins remake that got kicked to the curb, maybe that's when that happens. And uh it was interesting cuz in re- I never really knew about that and then I also in reading it found out that Jane Foster gets cancer and becomes Thor. Like so Oh wow, that's crazy. And it's like wow. interesting the cancer thing is interesting because like she gets cancer and then becomes Thor and whenever she picks up uh Myolner and harnesses the energy of Thor, it cleanses her body of all of the um chemotherapy stuff. So it actually like makes her cancer worse. Oh wow. So anytime she uses it, there's actually like a consequence to it and stuff. And it was just like kind of an interesting thing I'd never heard about. Huh. So like that could be a really interesting thing where Natalie Portman becomes Thor. Wow. Um as like a conclusion to Thor's arc. That would be that would have been pretty wild. That would have been sick actually. Um, yeah. yeah. Interesting. But strangely enough, the Thor Ragnarok was my first choice for movies tonight. I never really read Thor. Um, yeah, same. You know, I was, same. I was aware of him as a character in the Marvel, I mean in uh, the Avengers, but I never really read any of the separate story arcs, so that's that's kind of interesting. So so li- I I just recap this for me one more time. So you're you're changing this up. So Avengers one is still Avengers one. Yeah, just with a better antagonist. So that can you know like I just think they could have leveled it up a bit, and then Avengers two is Civil War, and Ultron just gets deleted altogether. And then Avengers three and three A are Infinity War and Endgame. So like we talked about that a bit in the show. So it's not a hell of a lot of ground to cover unless you have a thought. I think okay. Let me start from the back and go forward. I think. I like all that Jane Foster stuff. I think having her become Thor in the films would be too much. I do like the Romeo and Patty Jenkins, Romeo. A, I think Patty Jenkins should have directed the second one. B, they should have gone with the more more Romeo and Juliet style thing because they were already sort of rocking it in that one. And then they kind of crammed like more man into it, which was a little weird. Um, and then I like the way you order the Avengers with a different villain in the first one. Yeah, definitely. Love it. I wanted to jump back really quick, though, and talk about um, uh, just the fact that you were talking about the uh, demon in the bottle arc. And uh, <clears throat> I think that would be cool if they had done away with that. Um, they didn't really touch on it. Like, I mean, they, they like just kind of like, eh. yeah, it's like two minutes. I was like, oh, really? They're. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're they're doing this now already. I drink a lot and like, I'm sad. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's not yeah, sad it, anymore, you know? Yeah, exactly. And and that I mean, I don't know if you've ever read anything like I actually have a, a graphic novel like book of, of just that series, you know, the whole demon in the bottle thing. So I mm-hmm. it was I never read it, but I read the summary of it and it seemed to like it seemed like they were trying to touch on a lot of it in Iron Man too, with like the Monaco scene and like whatnot, but it just seemed like they left it so half assed. Right, yes, they just like just threw us a little kiss of that that arc, which which was interesting, I guess, if they were going to ever do it at all. But I, I think it would have been better served if they had spent more time on it. Yeah, or just leave him broken at the end of the movie instead of redeemed in 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 an hour and a half of movie, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Civil War did. Like Civil War leaves Avengers broken, and I think it, it elevates the movie as a result. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like they gave uh, they gave Tony Stark the supervillain treatment in that movie. You know, like mm. it was all resolved in one episode. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great a great point. Actually, yeah, you, you very rarely come across the hero having that like fast forwarded story arc but in that that is ex- exactly what they did the only other thing that really was an interesting read was somebody mentioned the potential for uh all of the marvel like i don't know multiverse or whatever to be tied together so like because disney purchased 20th century fox now they have the rights to x-men and fantastic four so there's potential for a lot of those threads to come together i think that would be really interesting thing that could potentially happen as the next major arc in in the MCU oh is the potential God. for X-Men and Fantastic 4 to come into it. Yes, that is very cool. That that could be yeah, could be very cool. That's just like I can't even wrap my head around that. We just wrapped I just wrapped my head around 21 films. I can't even wrap it around adding two other groups of super beings like it's too much. Yeah, it seems I mean they they're going to need to reboot the whole thing so they'd have to like reboot and recast X-Men again, you know, which I think they're going to do. Oh, they're going to do it anyways, yeah. 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 It's kind of like um, I mentioned at the top of the show, threading 20 movies together is kind of like, it's almost like a um, a season of a show. Mm. So you have like an entire season of, you know, Game of Thrones or whatever that tells kind of a chunk of the story or the eight seasons of Game of Thrones tell the entire, you know, story of that particular age. It, it kind of like strikes me in a way that like the 20 odd movie MCU is kind of like a season of a show. And so the show is the Infinity Gauntlet show, and the 20-odd movies is essentially that entire seasonal arc that tells the whole story. Is this a, is this a spoiler? Right. <laughs> no, I'm just not at all. It's just like the entire Infinity Gauntlet thing is one story. But obviously they're, obviously they're printing money. They've made like $8 billion or something, so they're going to tell another story, you know, whether it's like a Doctor Doom, I don't know, whatever, you know. But um, the potential for X-Men and Fantastic Four to be folded in is like seems like a potentially obvious difference and major franchise that they could launch, you know, the MCU part two out of. I think so. Um, Same. Definitely Fantastic Four, because as far as I can recall, there were I always feel like the X-Men were kind of like in their own little. I mean, I know they were part of the same universe and there were some crossovers, but it didn't seem like there was a lot of crossover with them where with Fantastic Four, maybe a little more. Um yeah. And they were careful not to use the term mutant and stuff in the entire MCU because I think it was a rights issue up until purchasing 20th Century yeah, Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And you do have them. You had, uh, you know, Quicksilver. Yeah, there's a handful of them. But you have, like, Magneto wouldn't work because, you know, he doesn't exist in the current MCU, but he was, you know, in the Holocaust. So, like, the timeline stuff wouldn't work overly well. But, right. but yeah, maybe it's just pulling a F- Fantastic Four into it then. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think they should go after all of it because I, I I definitely loved uh, X Men and all the you know variants of that. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I think you're also going to see that too because you have movies like Deadpool, uh, Deadpool Two, and I feel about those. But um, oh, I like them; they're funny as hell. Um, first one more than the second one, but uh, I, they they mentioned sure. that they're just going to leave them standalone. I don't think he's going to be folded in at all. But hmm. I don't know. I just feel like I feel like the MCU, just like in a nutshell, the MCU is has become in the cinema world one of the great universes you know you've got like the star wars universe and stuff like that and it's it's certainly not you know it doesn't beat the star wars universe but it's established itself as a universe that's pretty fantastic in the cinema world for sure 
you got like Middle Earth and stuff, and there's only a couple of cinematic universes that have the same breadth of you know movies. Yeah, well, I mean, it's good because there's an abundance of material out there from from those from that from the source material, you know. And um, it's it's interesting to see it happening, you know. It's interesting to see it unfolding because I I don't I, you know I think I mentioned at some point earlier like if we had seen those kinds of visual effects when we were kids, our fucking heads would have exploded. Oh my you know? god, <laughs> like, no doubt about like, it. I couldn't even imagine it. So it's it's interesting to see it unfolding. It's interesting just to feel how I'm reacting to it because I, I do like I love those movies and like you know uh, I don't really have a live TV situation, but I imagine myself like if one of those movies came on, I would just kind of like even if it was like half way through or whatever i would just finish it you know that kind of a thing um i mean as it is like if i, I open up netflix or whatever and i'll just be like oh shit i'll yeah i'll watch you know uh, ragnarok again or you know whatever it is like if just something if it just pops up in my field of view um but it's it's interesting to see it's interesting to feel fatigue about it too you know like that whole concept just you know like i couldn't have even imagined that <laughs> I couldn't even imagine that, like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, being fatigued about fucking, you know, comic book movies and, uh, and uh, you know, Star Wars movies and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah. So seeing all of that unfold is, is fascinating. It's interesting. But I think the I think some of the best stuff is definitely coming from the MCU. Um, and like I said earlier, you know, it's almost like they, they came out with the first ones and we were all just psyched to see them and they were, you know, on their own, they're good. And then it's like they kind of got bad at making them for a while. Not all of them, but some of them. Find, they were finding their feet, I think. You know, like it's the first major tying together of threads. Yeah, and they're and they're a bit of stumbling. Damn, if they're not getting really good at it, you know, it's it's interesting to see the movies just keep getting better. Yeah, just in time for the end of them. <laughs> I, I'm very curious to see where they go. Yeah, well, is it really the end of them then? That's it. <laughs> well, it's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh, that was interesting. I'm stoked that we were able to get through them. I, I was very concerned we wouldn't be able to get through them as quickly as we did. It went better than I expected it to. Yeah. Sure. All right. So, folks, for this is for the folks at home. We we call the podcast is called in this episode. Everybody dies. The blah podcast. And um, we just loved that <clears throat> those those issues in comics. So what we decided to do was start killing ourselves at the end of every episode in a different way. And this is going to be the first episode that we've done that. So Chad, tell us how you die this episode. C Lab forever. I I die by suicide, jumping off of a fucking helicarrier. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those goddamn things. I love it. Right, Jarhigo. How do you go? That's good. How do you go out? Uh, yeah, I, I died by pretty cool at the beginning of the episode. You di- wait. Say that again. You died by what? Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you can listen to it. I said pretty cool, and immediately afterwards, my heart just <laughs> died. I don't know. It was just awkward. <laughs> it was just, it was just really awkward the way it came out, and like you guys both went si- silent. Like whatever it was I was talking about. <laughs> I made a note of it. <laughs> like whatever I was, whatever my rant was, I was like, yeah, man, it was like pretty cool. And it was just silence. And I was like, I was like, Oh, you died after your, <laughs> uh, your joke that didn't go anywhere. I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> so Kev, um, I, okay. So how I died, we, we, we were joking about this earlier, but I'm going to take some of that. The way I died was I was walking around on that planet that the Grandmaster was in control of in Thor Ragnarok, and there's so much trash and filth everywhere, and I didn't have any shoes on, and I stepped on a torn <laughs> aluminum can, and I got tetanus, and I died. <laughs> you get locked, you <laughs> Exactly. 
Kev literally the first person to die of lockjaw in 200 years. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> exactly. But it's a special kind of lockjaw, Ben. Ben, it's space lockjaw. <laughs> space lockjaw. I'm sorry. <laughs> space lockjaw. Is there anything like space herpes? I want to uh I want to conclude the uh clue the everybody dying segment with a with a sign off. To quote Thor from Infinity War, I bid you farewell and good luck, morons. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Well done. Well done. Well done. Uh, So I just wanted to say thanks for every all the folks at home for tuning into the podcast. Uh, Really enjoyed it. We I really enjoyed talking about ranking these movies. It was a hell of a lot harder than I thought. So thanks for tuning in. So long. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. And that's going to wrap up this week's episode. If you want to find links to the stuff we spoke about today, you can find them in the show notes in your podcast app of choice or at the website ebd.fm forward slash nine. If you have any thoughts on the show or an idea for a topic, hit us up on Twitter at ebdpod. You can find me at Mulverine on Twitter. That's M-O-H-L-V-E-R-I-N-E. Chad is at Chad Normal on Twitter. And Ben is at Jarhego on Twitter. That's J-A-R-H-E-E-G-O. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time, folks.